You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, what's going on? Joe Roscoe here, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. With clients in over 20 Broadway shows, other clients in college musical theater programs or regional stages or some international clients as well, we train actors on an online fitness app because we believe that actors are athletes. So if you want to start training like one, Go to the website builtforthestage.com and you'll be working with me one-on-one in a free trial. So you can check that out at builtforthestage.com. All right, let's get on to our special guest today. Special guest as always, all the way over in London. Once again, for those of you that have been listening to the podcast, I just took a trip out to London for 13 days. And I saw 13 shows. Can you believe it? And my second show that I saw was Frozen. I had seen Frozen um, a couple of years ago with some clients of mine on Broadway. And I was lucky enough to meet some new friends and to see the production in the West End. It was fabulous. I'll get to chat a little bit with our guest about it. Our guest is in the ensemble. They also cover the role of Hans. And they've done uh, a handful of other things. And by handful, I mean a lot, but just to name a few. Uh, they were in Avita recently um, at the Regents Park Open Air Theater. Uh, Tina Turner, the musical that I freaking am obsessed with um, at the Aldwych Theater. And a whole list of more. I'm going to put that in the description of this episode. You can check that out um, after you're done listening. So please welcome to the podcast. Rodney Vubia. Hey, Rodney. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. Happy uh, Tuesday over there in London on your day off. Congratulations, your day off. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Happy Tuesday from London to you. You said what? You How many? How long has it been since you've had a day off? A long time. So we've had, so we, we opened the show on the 28th of September. Well, this new cast anyway. Um, but we started rehearsals back on the 15th of August. And um, we've been rehearsing Tuesdays or Sundays uh, to kind of fit in line with, with the show schedule. But on top of that, 
Um, I also have cover rehearsals because um, I'm covering Hans, fortunately. So um, the two days a week that we usually get off uh, for the show uh, has been condensed to one for the last month or so, which has been, you know, a day off in itself is, is gr gratitude in itself. But uh, yeah, two days off is very much needed um, yeah. after a four show weekend, especially because we do four, two, mass, two on Saturday and two on Sunday. So, so yeah, Monday, Tuesday of this week have been blissful so far. So I can't complain. The theater that you all perform in, I, I just spoke, like I I'd mentioned before we hit record, um, I was talking with Anna Woodside. I didn't bring this up. But the venue, the theater is just beautiful. So it, beautiful. It really is. The Fierce Royal Drury Lane is is part is a landmark in London, London history. And it is kind of the epicenter of of and has been for a long time of huge, huge productions, uh, particularly musicals. Um, because it's so big, <laughs> it's so big as as a venue, <clears throat> yeah. And the front of house looks like this really plush hotel, and it's just gone through a, a massive, massive um, large scale refurbishment. Uh, granted, but it looks so grand. And then you come into the front of house, uh, then you come to the theatre, and it's like four tiers of this again, like splendid, uh, like grandeur. And the backstage kind of reflects that because it's so big as well. So. I'm very, very lucky and grateful and fortunate to be to finally be playing at the Fierce Royal Drew Lane because it's it's a part of London history and um and Frozen suits suits the venue very well. So yeah. It is quite the grand show for sure. Yeah. Um so when you're how do you how do you stay we'll like jump in, it's not a tough question, but like a more serious question. How do you stay within yourself in such a great space like that where you're looking out and the the house is just that large? Um, that is a good question, actually. I haven't really thought of that. I that's a good, Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> it is, yeah, 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 yeah. On the spot, on the spot, you're gonna get the most authentic answer that I could give you. Um, I, I know, when we first got in and we started putting what we were rehearsing in the studio onto the stage. The first couple of times getting on that stage for warm up, for instance, uh, with Anna leading it, uh, we I would look up and I'm usually used to, you know, two tiers or three tiers with the, with the Western theaters I've played in so far, but like this one with that extra with that extra tier, it just takes it all the way up. And with with a lot of the ensemble uh, big numbers, like the end of First Time in Forever, for instance, or the end of Hans of the Southern Isles, the reprise just before the interval, let it go. Uh, a lot of our direction was to really play it for that grand and that big a, a theatre. And so we were kind of briefed from that from the get-go. So, so I've kind of tried to implement that within a lot of my like surges forward within our characters or or like our big ensemble like climaxes and it's 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 still a lovely feeling um i've been in this industry professionally for almost seven years now and i am so grateful that i can still get that great rush and sense of satisfaction when i look out onto all four of those tiers and and it's and it's usually packed every night so so it's a very it's a very it's a very humbling experience and it's a very um yeah, it's very humbling. I can tell you that. Um, for you, this will be nothing new, but for our audience uh, in the states, it will be. So, in in the states, the the first tier, the ground floor, if you will, we call the orchestra, orchestra mm -hmm. seating. 
and I've you you all call it, I believe, stalls. Yeah, the stalls. Yeah, and then you have the what we would call the mezzanine is the royal circle. Is that what it? Well, yeah, in in the Fitz Rodri Lane, it's correct me if I'm wrong. Well, you can't. Well, I, I'll correct myself if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> we, we call it the Royal Circle, but in other theatres, that's usually known as the Grand Circle. Okay. Um, uh, oh no, sorry, the Dress Circle. See, I'm already got. I'm I'm already getting you wrong. Uh, that's usually the Dress Circle, and then the Grand Circle is usually the third tier. But um, uh, weirdly enough, in our theatre, um, the second tier is the Royal Circle. And I can't tell you off the top of my head what the last two are, but um, but yeah, but yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, we call it the Royal Cycle and then the ground for the stalls, yeah. That's why I brought it up because we would say balcony, mezzanine, I'm sorry, orchestra, mezzanine, balcony, but in a fourth tier, I don't know what we would call that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. I wish I could tell you, and I sh- I, I should know <laughs> myself, but um, but yeah, we we. we with the fourth tier, the fourth tier until we know. I'm sure there's some Broadway fanatic listening to this right now, like screaming at their phone or laptop saying, it's called this. I um, know, I know. Literally because, putting us to shame. <laughs> yeah, because also off the top of my head, I don't know what Broadway house has four tiers, if there even is one. I'm sure there is. But anyways, the Broadway theater is quite large where... West Side Story had played in King Kong. Anyways, that's a whole other thing, but I figured I'd bring it up as a, a fun little topic. So the I, I have to talk about Tina Tina the the musical because it was one of my favorites from 2019. I believe I saw it before the world ended when the pandemic hit. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, ended, yeah. yeah, and I just loved it so much. Um, tell me a little bit more, uh, or tell us a little bit about that experience because. Much different than Frozen, yes? Much different. Yeah, just, just marginally, just marginally different. Um, uh, yeah. So Tina will always hold a very special place in my heart. So this is what, God, where am I taking you back to? So January 2018, um, I got the, uh, the, 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 real, the real pleasure of uh, being cast as a swing in uh, this brand new original world premiere production of Tina the Teen Tiny Musical, uh, which would then, you know, uh, bring to stage, and rightly so, um, the absolute oracle journey, epic uh, story that this 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 uh, this hero of mine for a long time, and to many others, uh, ha- has experienced in, in her in her life on this earth. And it's it was a very special moment because we weren't only the uh, the like the UK premiere. We weren't just the we were the world premiere, and she chose London to originate telling that story and I and being a part of that original company it's the first of first original company I've been a part of it was a very privileged and very very special moment for me um and the rehearsal process was very rewarding uh, as a consequence and uh it was it was a trying year it was 15 months um because as well as the usual 12 month contract we would have on starting performances we had about a three-week, three-month uh, uh, rehearsal and tech process leading up to that. Uh, so it was full on. It was full on. But I just finished at the Book of Mormon. Actually, I crossed over. I was doing my second year at the Book of Mormon and uh, rehearsing for this show at the same time. And that was the first time I doubled up um, on shows. So the first, the first two weeks were a bit hard. Um, but once I finally, uh, finally got to Tina and Tina and I, it was wonderful. 
it was incredible seeing this this story unfold and seeing, first of all, I take the most pride that it gave a platform and a stage to so many wonderful, strong, ferocious black women that I've known in the industry for years and who I grew to, uh, who I met and grew to love. And to this day, we have a very, very special bond uh, with our Tina cast. Uh, we, have, we have a WhatsApp group, uh, you know, four years later that is still thriving and strong. And it was wonderful to just see, and Adrian Warren, our original uh, Tina Turner, uh, watching her, craft and her process because it was not easy but she made she was she was a phenomenal phenomenal talent um and it was it was wonderful and we met some wonderful people along the way we met tina she came by how many times did she come by two three times in the end before before we closed before we finished anyway my cast in 2019 so it was it was an experience i'll never forget it was hard it was hard um but it was very very satisfying watching that story come to life in the most epic way. Yeah, to me, what stood out still to this day was the the finale or the remix finale or whatever it was called. But I just sat there and I'm like, they're not going to do more. No way are they going to do more right now. <laughs> it was very, very that it was because we, you know within the rehearsal process and as a swing as well. It's the only time I've been a swing and. Uh, it was a very, again, that was a very humbling experience because, you know, you're not on every night and especially originating or being a part of a process originating a show, you really take that, that step back and you, and you wait for your turn because these guys, the ensemble and the, the, the starting uh, cast were, you know, they're creating this show um, uh, from scratch. So there's a lot of waiting in the stores or the orchestra um, or the dress circle, uh, especially during tech, kind of waiting for these things to unfold. But then it, I, I digress. It very quickly became apparent that this is a girls' show, and rightly so. This is a show to give that stage, as I mentioned before, to these ferocious lionesses who, throughout the show, within the big numbers, um, make the hard work that they did look very easy and very organic. And that was very important to Tina because she professes, she choreographed pretty much everything that they did uh, back in the day with Ike and, and, and beyond. But she, she was very, very strict and very particular about it not looking too core, like too choreographed. Mm -hmm. um, and for there to be a real raw authenticity to it with, with you know, the way the ladies would flick their, I say flick their, their, their legs and arms, they were doing much more than that. But with like Proud Mary, for instance, and that number closing towards the end of Act One, they just go hell for leather and then just go and at the top of Act Two. But then you're right, it comes to the bows after simply the best. And then you think, surely these ladies are done. And they're not. They do a whole like mega mix of, right. of Nutbush going into Proud Mary, where they just don't stop. And in the Aldrich Theatre, it's in a slight rake. So these ladies were busting their guts and their calves <laughs> um, on a nightly basis. And all I could do was like bow down to them. And and I, I've seen it twice since I've left. And I still get the same feeling of pride and and fulfillment watching watching those those ladies, you know, do the damn thing. So yeah.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So you brought up uh, Book of Mormon as well. So Book of Mormon, Tina, Frozen. I want to ask, you know, this being uh, a fitness-based podcast or brand, there's a big part of fitness is about being consistent. And what I'm gathering is that you're booking these things consistently. Obviously, you're a very talented person. But as we all know in this industry, talent kind of only goes so far. What else has it been about your uh, practice in, within your career that has that you think, your opinion, that has produced this consistent booking, uh, if you will? What are some things that you are consistent with that produces these, uh, you know, uh, outcomes? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. Um, I, I, I've always been an active person um, and I've always had like a nat- natural athleticism to me, fortunately. It's been like ingrained with me from a young age. My dad was a professional footballer before we came over to London and just before I was born. And he indoctrinated I think um from a young age whether I liked it or not um a uh, a a discipline uh for just fitness and activity um and so though I'm not the biggest fan of like a gym setting uh, uh myself personally I love to do stuff at home uh that just get me get the blood going get me uh, uh get me active and actually the pandemic um uh god I can't read really, that's the thing of the past, but it's still very much prevalent. But anyway, uh, the pandemic kind of brought to light um, some practices that I hadn't really done before that I uh, said to myself, right, okay, I'm here. That, all I'm doing is being here. What can I do to kind of just like maintain um, the show fitness that I usually have, you know, doing these shows. And uh, I, I took up uh, some yoga that I didn't really know I was, I loved or, or, to, or like, uh, had had a love for, um, and that was just in my front room. And then I adopted some hit classes of YouTube, um, and friends of mine during the pandemic and the first, the first like proper lockdown uh, would take to social media to kind of promote their platforms and and you know do and do hit workouts. And and I would be like, yeah, I want to support a friend, so I'm going to do it on Instagram, you know, Instagram Live and stuff like that. And I think very many people can sympathize with that, but like. That kind of um, fortunately introduced me to uh, stuff that I could do at home at my own pace um, yeah. with no other eyes watching. And, and, and that I've kind of bled into 
my professional and 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 this show, again doing a warm up a physical warm up every single day with you know with Anna uh, our, our dance captain leading it that gets me going uh, because you you know you need that discipline to sustain it. Yeah, how about <clears throat> out, that's amazing. Outside of the fitness part, with the it correlating straight to your uh, career and auditioning success, obviously you have to successfully audition to book these roles. When you have the roles, you then have to show up and produce a good product because the industry is small and people will say, what do you think about this Rodney? Like, how was Rodney for you in this you know, so on and so forth. Beyond the fitness or beyond the uh, singing, dancing, acting, is there anything else that you would attribute your success to? Journaling, meditation, your friend circle, a mentor of yours. What What do you think is a, another like separating factor that has helped you with this consistent success? Um, again, another great question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've got a handful of things. My friends and family are hugely, hugely important to me. And as I've gotten older, and I think a lot of people can sympathize with this and, and uh, relate, uh, it is, you know, it's getting smaller and smaller in terms of those who I can count on and those who, who want, who I surround myself, I surround myself with people who want me to be the most, me to be the most authentic and grounded uh, and powerful self that I can be. Um, and, and I think that's hugely important because especially within this industry, um, and this is a generalization, but a generalization nonetheless, it, it, it can be quite fickle um, and it can be quite performative and very surface level. Um, and it's taken me a long time and I'm still, still learning, you know, with each day as it goes um, to know that like not everyone's in it for the same reasons. And, and I'm grateful that I have, adopted a discipline in myself that um, I know what this industry means to me. I know what my craft means to me and how important it is to me. But I also know how important it is for my family and friends to, to see me thrive and succeed. And I don't, of course I do it ultimately for myself, but to make them proud with, with, with everything that I do is, is the, the, the best achievement for me. Um, and I, I do, because I, I, music is a very integral part of my life, it always has been. And I also try to not make musical theatre um, my, my absolute all-consuming thing for every single day. Um, I make sure that I, uh, I still exercise the part of my uh, skill set that I, I love, First, that's that's making music with my voices, and I love to sing, and I love to sing things that aren't musical theatre. So I love to do gigs, and I love to do cabarets um, when given the opportunity, and and to just sing what I love to sing, and and you know I love to also go and watch other things to be inspired, because it's so easy to be bogged down and to to mm. kind of get inundated with or consumed by just the show that I'm doing, but. I need to kind of like exercise my brain and 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 just be inspired elsewhere. So I have many few things. I hope that answers your question. In, well, in, I, love, I love that. I think that that is a key component to success in this industry is moderation away from this industry. Um, yeah. Because when you're so infatuated or tight fisted about one given thing, it's like the more you press and force and force and force the further away you kind of push yourself from uh, that inevitable success that might be waiting for you. Exactly. So, so music, what kind of, what kind of like uh, genres do you, do you like 
singing? Oh, goodness. I have always, I'm an old soul. I always have been. Uh, and I'm grateful for my mom, whether she, my, my dad, whether they uh, purposefully did or not. I've always been surrounded by great music and good music taste in my household. So I grew up with the greats, uh, the great uh, divas and, you know, Motown and 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 the great close part uh, groups. Like, I love harmonies. I love, I love close part singing like that. But um, I, could, I don't know, I, I have quite an eclectic taste in music. I know quite a lot of people say that, but I really do. I love all music. I grew up singing a lot of classical music in the schools that I went to. Um, so classical choral based music has been my foundation. But um, as I got older and I, as I found my voice and still finding my voice, I gravitate towards more like bluesy jazz singing and 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 uh, soul, really. Luther Vandross is my inspiration. Uh, Stevie Wonder is my, again, a number one. Uh, Mariah, like, the, 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 these are people that helped inspire and mold the voice that I do today. But in recent gigs in the last couple of years, a knack that I've realized I love doing is getting a big, like, dance tune or like a pop commercial song and finding an acoustic uh, uh, backing track or, or finding a, t- a friend on the guitar and just like stripping it down and like turning it on its head. Um, and I love doing that because I love finding new ways of reinventing music that I love to dance to and, you know, I love to listen to on, on the street. But um, I've been doing that a lot recently and it's gone down well. So I'm going to continue to do that until people are sick of me singing acoustic ballads that used to be like dance tunes. So, yeah. I, I love a good acoustic cover. I love yeah. a good acoustic cover. Is there any anywhere like, do you have a gig coming up? Do you have a YouTube channel? Do you have singles? Like, can we shout you out anywhere? Like, where can we, can we see any of this somewhere or listen? Oh, bless you. I'm, um, I, I do, I do, uh, a gig every often, every now and again, at a bar called Freedom in Soho in, in London, uh, on their Mondays or Tuesday nights, because they've been very good to me over the, the, the decade I've been, been going there as, 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 as a, as a, a punter, I guess. But like, it's an amazing opportunity. It's just a, it's just an amazing opportunity for me to sing, stuff that I like. I don't necessarily have a YouTube channel. Um, it's just all on my Instagram. I have videos there aplenty. Um, I'm not the, the greatest at being proactive and getting more of it done because it's, I kind of like to focus on, on this at the moment, but like, I don't know, I'm kind of getting into a, a headspace of uh, um, seeing what the next 10 years hold. Um, and I'd love to make the segue into kind of session singing and backing singing um, for, for artists and, and for, for companies. But like, yeah, that's in the future. But um, at the moment, yeah, just, just my Instagram at Roddy Vibia, just it. like their videos, there are plenty. So yeah. All right. Amazing. So everyone, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can just, there's the handle right there, Rodney Vubia. If you are listening to this on a podcast, just check it out in the description of this episode and make sure you give Rodney a follow. Okay, Rodney, we'll, we'll uh, end the episode with uh, something fun and lighthearted. So we have a lot of people from the Broadway community and the U.S. listening. If people are fortunate to come to London to visit, to see some West End shows, um, but also to explore the city, what are some of your go-to spots in London that you're not going to find on, like, a Google sh- uh, search? What's some of your, like... your, your Where's a place we could find you? <laughs> oh, that is a, oh, okay. You're you're all with the good questions today, and you're really, really 
This is great. This is great. Um, See, I've lived in London all my life. I was born in Uganda, but I moved to London with my parents when I was a year old. So London is my home and it's where my heart is. Um, I would say some of the parks that we have in London are really, really beautiful. Um, There's Victoria Park in East London. Um, So just off the uh, Hackney and um, Haggerston. Shoreditch area, which is really, really stunning and kind of has still got a lot of the East London charm and like has escaped some of the gentrification that, that a lot has happened in London. So I'd say Victoria Park in, in East London. I would say, um, oh God, Borough Market is probably one of the things that is uh, uh, suggested on, on a tourist guide, but Borough Market just uh, by London Bridge is so good. If you love food, if you love wine if you love delis if you love a hub uh, like a hubbub of an atmosphere of like bustling london um yeah. community at its best i'd say borough market as well so, yeah. right, I'm, ho- I'm hoping to come back in in march very soon so you just mentioned food and i'm a, a huge foodie and all about it where where do you like where's your your go-to restaurants or like hole in the wall places that like that you go to yeah so i love oh god i love i love all food um like all food <laughs> uh, so i i like to i like to change it up a lot um if i want a standard burger i know this is probably quite basic i love an honest burger it's a great chain that we have over here mm-hmm. um i love there's a place called in soho on old compton street i like to go there every now and again it's called chaconi's uh, pizza bar uh, part of like Chicone's, uh um uh, chain, but uh, they do such good Italian food, and the pizza and pasta that is divine, and the service is amazing, and uh, it's just in the corner of um, of Soho. So like literally afterwards, go out for drinks with friends, or or, or go to Freedom and sing a acoustic ballad for people who who weren't suspecting it. So so yeah, um, Chicone's pizza bar I could not uh, sing more highly of. I thought it was so funny uh, how normal it is to be at a pub and having drinks and then just being able to exit with your glass and just stand on the sidewalk, whether in front of the pub or across the street or just wherever, just chilling out there. We actually, after a show, saw a fox running down the middle of London. A fox. They're everywhere. Really? They are brazen. They are they are audacious. They are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Where do they? How do they end up in the middle of the city? There was no grass around or anything. Like, how do they end up there? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> um, uh, I can't uh, uh, purport myself as as an expert in that field, but they are very um that. They're beautiful creatures. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are very loud. <laughs> in the yeah, in the middle of the night, it's the strangest thing sometimes. Uh, just hearing them go at it, but but yeah, they 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 are they are turning up even more often than than, than before. So so yeah, they're brave. Huh. So we have a surplus of rats in New York City, and in London, you have a surplus of foxes. Huh. There we go. <laughs> All right, last question for you. Uh, a little advice for the younger generation or the people out there that are in the midst of their career where maybe they're in a valley and they're you know looking to climb up to a peak. What was something uh, that someone said or that you learned from someone uh, as you were coming up in the industry that you still hold on to? 
uh, every day on a daily basis. Okay. Um, first and foremost, work hard. Uh, a lot of this industry, it is right place, right time, granted. But at the true, the true core of that and the true core of success, certainly my success has been hard work and, and focus uh, because that will set you apart from those who aren't. And it's becoming more and more clear, you know, with the power of social media and the power, you know, these platforms that are getting more broad, uh, more widespread, wide scale, um, you know, talent is being separated. Uh, uh, so like, and the hard work breeds that, do you know what I mean? And also I would say, just be you and authentically you from the get go. Obviously you'll be like auditioning for a role and a part that's acting, that's, you know, that's preparation, but, they will fall in love with you. And if they don't, they're not for you. And when they do, you'll know. Um, and I have prided myself um, in, in maintaining that ethos with every day that, that goes by because um, I won't want to, everyone, everyone else is taken. So um, I, 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 yeah, I need to have that at the core. That and hard work, for sure. I love that. I love, I'm obviously on that train as well about being authentically you. But the first answer, just the simplicity of work hard, I think that it, it probably has always been this way, but people look for the magic formula or the secret potion or like all these things. But when it comes down to it, it's like, are you just, are you simply doing the work? You know, are you putting in the work? Yeah. And I think that that somehow gets overlooked of like, Maybe this person's just putting in the work and, and you could put in a little bit more. No, I agree. But, okay, I love that. Okay, Rodney, not going to take up any more time of your day off. I wish you many more hours of lounging, amazing things to binge watch on your telly or TV, whatever y'all call it over there. You've been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. You have been absolutely wonderful. And thank you for, for yeah, this has been wonderful. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, see you later, Rodney. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Rodney Vubia right there. Make sure you give Rodney a follow on the gram at Rodney Vubia. That's R-O-D-N-E-Y-V-U-B-Y-A. You can check that out in the description of this episode. If you're over in London, check him out uh, in Frozen. And it's a fun show. So I highly recommend it. Again, I'm Joe Roscoe. If you haven't tried a free trial of Built for the Stage yet, go ahead to builtforthestage.com and we'll be on our way chatting up together on an interactive fitness app. Until next time, actors or athletes, train like one. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.